Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Should I keep going? Uh, I mean, you got a lot of other sounds there that characterize the season so far. Let's see where he, let's see where you got. Well, we're boned. That's right. <laughs> Feeling pretty boned right now. Oh man, that'll so... go down two one to the Blue Jackets just this afternoon, right? Yep. So much to unpack over these last two games. Um, yeah. Well, before we get rolling, uh, Chris and Dan, Uncle Puckers, thank you for checking us out, Pucker Nation. I hope everybody had a safe and happy and wonderful Thanksgiving, hopefully better than our Devils did. Um, Because, I mean, dude, there's a a lot to unpack here, man. There's so much shit that's just wrong with this team that I don't even know where to start. Um, What about with... uh... Yesterday, they supposedly had a practice on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is significant to even have that practice. And there was a lot of talk in the media about them, you know, meeting at center ice and having, you know, frank discussions about what's been going wrong. As if, you know, now we're really talking about how bad it's been going and kind of expected from those comments that this would come out as a team with something to prove against an opponent they should beat up on. And uh didn't happen. I don't know if we can say with any confidence that this team should beat any team in the NHL right now. Right. It's kind of past that mark where you go, this team on paper, it doesn't, the paper's on fire. No, the paper's (laughs) on fire. Yeah. You just throw it in the fireplace. Right. You're not, the paper doesn't mean shit anymore. Now it's about production and what you're actually doing on the ice. I mean, let's just back up to the Detroit Red Wing game. Sure. A game where, The show we did prior to that game, we said that their season starts on Wednesday against the Red Wings. Like, they have to put the last 16 games behind them. They have to just move forward. They're a good team. They got to play that way. I think that was the most inept, uh, listless, impotent performance I have seen from the New Jersey Devils in over two years. That was... Fucking embarrassing. No heart is the phrase None. that came to mind watching that game. It was like no pride, no heart. I just I was like shocked at the lack of of urgency, effort. You know, you know things are not going to always go your own way, but I don't see uh, this team playing like they uh, that they, like they even care sometimes. And no. that's a I don't know what the miscommunication is. I don't know how that is like the product because I got to believe that on some level many of them care. But I'm starting to get the impression watching them that that's just not the case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't watch that Red Wing game and say this is a team that really just busted their ass and they, you know, deserve to at least get a point out of that. Like that was and, – and now the first period I'm watching and with about honestly five minutes left in the first period, I'm saying I'm kind of liking the way the Devils are playing this first period. They're playing it all right. right. You know, I, I do think, all right, we're going to get one here. We're going to go Against into the, the intermission. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to go into the intermission, up one nothing. This could be the start of something good. I liked the way they played for, you know, 15 minutes of that first period. But then just this breakdown of three goals in two minutes. Poor Vanacek. I know that we give our goaltenders a lot of uh, shit, but he didn't deserve that. And, and, and then you go to today. I mean, we'll talk about today, but you, like, you just wasted a very good Akira Schmidt start. Uh, he hasn't been giving you those, and you just blew it. But the Red Wing game, Dan, you're 100% right. No heart. None. They they just look I, – I don't know what I, – I don't, I don't even they know how to explain They get stunned into this. having – letting three goals in in a couple minutes. And, you know, you think, okay, wow, that – I can't believe the first period went off like this. They're going to come out, you know, angry as hell uh, in the second and, and do what they got to – no, they did not come out that way in the second and you know they basically look like they were well under control uh from a red wing team that i will give them credit they played a good game but seriously they they look like they were never really in jeopardy we, the Devils no, we didn't test the them at the all game. 
Nope. We did not test them at all. And then you fast forward to this game. And like you said, in between these two games, okay, they practice on Thanksgiving Day. Supposedly, Mm -hmm. this was the team's big come to Jesus moment, right? Right. Like they met at center ice. They all were holding each other accountable. Like this is what we have to do. We're fucking better than this. You know, and that sometimes, you know, is a real good catalyst to getting your team going. And then you go to tonight. And one of our main guys, all right, a dude that was brought in here to bring his offense, also a dude brought in here because he's a fairly good defenseman. He signed a big contract. I'm talking about Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton had the worst game I've ever seen him as a New Jersey Devil today. How, after everything that you guys have gone through, one of your core leaders goes out and has a performance like that today? Yeah, I know. It's inexcusable. He was, you know, way out of position, uh, allowed basically the backdoor play on the first goal. Yeah. And second both goal. Goals. Second goal. Uh, well, yeah, the second one, he's pinching in. Okay, you, you pinch. Then he just stays low. And it, mm-hmm. everybody sees the play is shaky and it's going to come back out. And he's still low. So, you know, if you just freeze frame that moment where he dives and tries to, like, you know, stick his stick out to block the layup pass for the breakaway. Uh, I guess it looks like he tried. But that whole position was just like, what are you doing, dude? This is, you know, the first goal, watching it in real time, yeah. I'm watching and I see Hamilton coming across to – Siegenthaler has Goudreau, all right? Yes. You know, that's his dude. And I'm watching He's Hamilton skate right – and I'm, 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 I'm yelling at my TV – I'm saying, you know, he's wide open, and boom, Jenner, wide open. You fucking yeah. just let him walk in there. Like, dude, how is there no communication between the defensemen, especially They're veterans? They're not talking. Uh, yeah. And the defensemen and the forwards, too. Like, you could blame uh, a forward, and I'm trying to think of which one, on the play where Hamilton pinches. He, he was obviously pinching. Somebody's got to come back and cover. Yep. He didn't come back, so there's miscommunication between the defensemen, between the defensemen and the forwards, and even the forwards tonight. Um, they're going to, you know, people will tell you, oh, there's a lot of shots. We got, what was it, 40 something shots? Yeah, yeah we, we completely peppered them in the shots. third period. Yeah, but, you know, like, how many times did you see us really going to the net hard? No. The only, I mean, we could have, we, we rang three posts. I think Jack had two, Luke had one. I thought those two were really doing everything they could to try and get some offense going. I thought. Yeah. I thought Palat was just – that's a Palat goal. I mean, that, that assist to, to Holtz, but that's just a hard work. And that's one dude Absolutely. that was – you know, took this and, and wore it on his sleeve and said, I'm going to do everything yeah. I can. Palat might not have been win. perfect this season, but he's not been the worst offender by far. In fact, in many games, he's been the only one looks like a real professional with heart out there. And tonight was, was one of those games. Yeah, and I thought Schmidt played pretty good tonight. I didn't think he had a shot on either one of those goals. Yeah, you know, uh, the thing is, uh, I was thinking about the last two games and goaltending, and it's I'm the first one to tell you that the Devils' main problem is not goaltending. But uh, I do think that when you look at you know at, at this many games in, there's a couple where a, a, a really stellar performance can steal you a game. And I think both these games were – well, I know that's not crazy because the Devils have played horrible, but it's very possible that a, a great save at a key moment would have. I'll take, for instance, the second goal in that crazy first period against Detroit. Oh, okay? my God. The second now, goal was the first, just. The first goal, there is not a damn thing that Vanacek can do, and the team looks rattled. The second goal comes in, and I feel for Vanacek. He sees what's going on. This team is collapsing in front of him. They're. You know, they're basically Detroit can pass it wherever they want, and they got him going back and forth. And he literally is just trying to keep up at that point. And, um, you know, I'm sure he wouldn't like that one because he literally lifted his pad to let it slide under the ice because he expected another pass. You know, he was basically just realized that I have no defense here. So that was so in his head that he did make a bad goaltending mistake, I believe, on that second goal. Uh, so I totally feel for him, but it's one of those things where if he holds that door there, this is a one-one game. It, they don't let the third goal, perhaps in the first period. It's a different game. Yeah. So it's like I, a huge opportunity. And then tonight, um, both those goals in a two-one game are huge goals. But here's and the thing: Schmidt is not at fault. 
but if we had stellar goaltending, might have been able to steal us a win. I mean, maybe. Okay, but here's the other thing. I agree with you. I'm not. I'm not saying I, I don't agree with you. I do agree with you on those. But two things that happened in this game that today's game against Columbus that normally would have put a rocket up your team's ass. And the first one is you killed off a, a double minor. You killed right. off that four minute power play, and that's right at the end of the first period. And that's right. What happens right after that? We give up that fucking. Uh, the, the breakaway, and they score, and they're up 2-1. It was a the second thing that should never have happened in the third period, right? Schmidt makes that huge save. Yes. And on the breakaway, another breakaway, another defenseman, another forward gets behind our D-men. And he makes that save on Goudreau, I think it was. And the team doesn't capitalize on those two. Those are two things that right. during swings of games you remember. You say, yes, when they killed Mark off that, that four-minute yep. and then they went down and scored, no. We did the opposite. We mm-hmm. can't get any kind of, and I, I mean, I, I know that anybody that listens to the Uncle Puckers, they listen to the show. They know I'm not a huge fan of Lindy Ruff, and I know Bob and Tony are. You are. I don't want to speak for you, but I think you're kind of on the fence on this, on him. Sure. Okay. Well, I was, you know, I'm not the fire Lindy guy, um, not yet, <laughs> but. I have a big, I'm getting, I wanted to reserve my final opinion until this team had most of its guys back. Right. Okay. So like, okay, when Heischer's back and Meyer's back and now with Lazar, we don't know what's going on with him. I really think that's going to be a huge hit. If like every game, not only are we losing the fucking game, we're losing players. It's the injuries are real and they're really hurting this team right now has been a huge part so far in the good of this team, which has been hard to come by. So he goes out. I mean, it's frankly, it's as bad as like having Nico out or it's just, it's not good right now. It's not good. Uh, And, uh, you know, hopefully it's not going to be long-term, but you know, we feel like we've been saying that all season when it comes to players, but I was willing to reserve my final opinion on Lindy Ruff until I had these guys back. And then he took Brendan Smith and put him on the fourth line as a left Uh, winger today. Aggravated even before the game started. Um, News came out. We were texting about it. Brendan Smith has been so fucking awesome this year. We need him to play forward and defense, not just the defenseman. Uh, he's, He's our, no, we're running, you know, 12 and 6. No, we're not. <laughs> we're still doing 11 and 7. Exactly. It's Brendan fucking Smith. But uh, it's just, it's rough. All right. Now, he puts him in there. And I heard him, he was asked about it in his post game presser. He didn't give a answer as to why he did it. It was a lot of word salad. It was, well, when I was with the Rangers and we had Brendan Smith, there were a couple of times that we threw him up there. And then he goes, well, every, if you look, every time those three guys were on the ice and he was playing with Chris Tierney and Nate Bastion, every time those three guys were on the ice, they were, you know, having offensive pressure and this and that. Brendan Smith is our worst defenseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not think he was noticeable up on the forward line. He's never scored a goal in a devil jersey. Um, and now you're going to take, you're telling me that that was a better choice than Max Willman or Graham Clark or somebody that we could have brought up from Utica. You're telling me that Brendan Smith was our best case scenario the, the, the for our fourth line today? I heard anybody give on this was that it, it, we wanted him more, see more penalty kill time. Like That doesn't even make sense. I don't see how that is an answer to why yeah. this happened. I don't know what the answer is. Uh, but. I'm done. I'm done with Lindy Ruff. I'm sorry. He, he, Whatever message he is telling these guys, it's not getting through. Now, I'm not blaming him 100% for that because the team has got to take accountability for their own actions. But we've seen this before. You and I have watched enough hockey. We know how this story ends. And eventually, the coach is the one that's going to be left holding the bag, and he's the one that has to make the changes. But your change was not inject a young person i i get okay i understand the defensive liabilities and all the other shit that goes with it but you know you don't give a kid a ton of ice time then don't put him out there on a penalty kill like brendan smith is a okay penalty killer he's you know but he's not a fucking world beater that has to be in every single game every forward i mean every position now i mean it just to me is like i don't get it I don't understand that move from Lindy Ruff. I think it I was would fucking... if he was solid on D because this team need, needs more D, but he's been anything but solid on D. Exactly. It, it's, you know, 
if we had a Brendan Smith who didn't score shit and they want to put him up to forward because we're we're really you know having defensive problems, I'd be all for it as long as he can do his job. But he has not been great defensively, so it's uh, it really concerns me. It's like I don't think they're seeing what everybody else is seeing with this, and um, that communication is not there within the team. So that really means at this point, everybody. I guess the only word you can use is kind of is confused about who they are as a team confused. And, you know, so yes, it does definitely comes back to coaching. If your coaching can't get these guys straight on it, um, then it's a team problem. It's not a a single individual. And I I really don't know what has to change. And I just think like, you know, it's, it's really difficult to see where they go right now. I mean, they are now sub 500. They're a sub 500 team. Uh, This has got, they're not somebody they're not going to make the playoffs then no they're going to be competing for the bottom of the metro yeah and they lost right now it looks like they're going to win that basement spot in the metro if they keep going the way they're going right now the devils should be thinking about draft lotteries not playoffs because that's how bad they're fucking playing right now um i'm not saying that they're going to end up dead last you know or or in but but the way things are going right now like i don't know like tom fitzgerald it's only going to be a matter of time, right? Like changes have to be made at some point and they have to be made soon. Yeah. Like this is the week you, you really needed to get right. And you had two opponents that were very beatable, or at least we all thought they were very beatable in Detroit and Columbus. And these are the efforts that you put out there. I, I'm not putting all this blame on Lindy Ruff, but eventually no. dude, it's your fucking job to get these guys right for the game. It, it's your job to put these dudes in the best possible position to succeed. And I'm sorry, Brendan Smith on a fourth line as a, a winger is not the way that you fucking get this team to succeed. This was, I, I, it just seems Bush league and I, I don't, I don't like it. And I, I, I mean, I can handle losses, but when you see him going down like this, like this is the problem. Like there's no compete. There's no heart. There's no nothing from other than a few dudes. And like Dawson Mercer, my man, where are you? Like seriously. He had a couple chances that he just does not have the hands and the, you know, the touch that he had last year. And everything he's doing when he gets a chance is uh, rushed. And uh, just doesn't have what it needs on it. I'm thinking of that one play. He's down low. He gets the puck, uh, you know, within a foot or two. And I think he has time to do something. Last year, he would have maybe done more to corral the puck and put it where he needed to. But this this year, that's not the Dawson Mercer we're getting. And he's rushing shots that are saved. Um, he, he is getting some shots, but I think, you know, he's just making the goalies look good. Uh, not really being as dangerous as he could be. And I, it's hard to explain why. You know, I think everybody's just really uptight the way they're playing right now. They don't feel good with their game. They don't feel loose. They don't feel like they're communicating, um, not even just verbally. When we say communicating, like just knowing where each other are. And, uh, you know, I think they don't have any really good set plays uh, that are working for them. Uh, you can have so many excuses why. Injuries, uh, sure but nothing really excuses this. It's, it's beyond. And I have another complaint and I apologize to the listeners. Cause a lot of times when the devils are in slumps or they lose a couple of games, you, you know, we give you therapy, we come in and we talk and we're happy and yeah, we try and find bitch this much. And I don't want to do that, but yeah, before the red wing game, I had a pr- big pro like Bryce Salvador, dude, like, Every time before that fucking Red Wing game, this is exactly what the Devils needed. If you look at last year, we came into this building and they beat the Red Wings and that was the start of their 13-game win streak. Stop, dude. This isn't last year. Stop. Stop with all this. Last year they did this. Last year they did that. This is not last year's team. And they kept talking. It's getting pretty obvious. You're right. Yeah. And then they're talking this whole game, like how the Devils didn't, you know, we haven't had, we didn't have like the one power play against the Detroit game and, you know, only two or three in this game, you know, yeah, they're not getting their power. They're not getting power play chances because they're not fucking skating. There's no, no, you know, when the Devils are flying around and be playing devil hockey, they take a, they get a ton of power plays because teams can't contain them. So you're obstructing, you're holding, you're hooking, you're doing everything you can. You You don't have have to look like a dangerous team in order Mm -hmm. to get. You know, a, a team that's a real pushover, they don't really 
uh, get too many penalty calls in their behalf because the other team does not have to play that close to the line uh, to, in order to contain them. Yeah. And that's where the Devils are. They're very easily contained. I was shocked uh, with the Detroit game especially how easy it was for them to take that lead they had and never look back. Exactly. And, and it, it, you know, I'm, I don't think Detroit was that wonderful, They but they were playing a way better game than the Devils. Uh, they, they look like a professional team against uh, really a bunch of guys who are, you know, not looking like they're playing professionally lately. Yeah, uh, what's really wrong? Are. I mean, like, is there anything that you can think of that you would do if you were Tom Fitzgerald or Lindy Ruff to try and just, I mean, I know that you got to just, and I know everything that they, that you hear Danico saying and everything like that, it's all mm-hmm. true. You know, you just Such have as, to work like, through it. You know, right, you right. just, you can't get down. You've got to just keep on good habits and it'll come. And I understand that, but that'll get you a win. That'll get you a win or two. Like it, it comes a time where the talent on this team really has to rise to the top because they yes. are loaded with talent. So what is the problem? That's what I don't get. Yeah. I mean, they can very well win against Buffalo tomorrow night. I doubt it the way they're playing. I honestly don't. I, I think Buffalo is going to come in. And that's the other thing. Like, somebody needs to take Connor Clifton to task tomorrow night. I don't care if you get a match penalty on it and you get thrown out of the game. Like, somebody has got to do that, in my opinion. Like, we lost our captain because of him. He got a two-game suspension, and all we've done is fall to the bottom of the Metropolitan Division. I'm not blaming Connor Clifton for that, of course. I'm just saying that... Teams know that they can hit us. They know they can skate right over us. They know they can do, like, there is no identity to this team right now. And I feel like, you know, there had something. I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of just throwing everything against the wall to see what would what would work. But I, I think, you know, tomorrow night you lose that game and now you, you would be, what, seven out of the last eight losses? Like, how does, yes. how long, much longer does Lindy Ruff keep his job? Uh, yeah, no, something definitely has to be done. I don't know what moves can be made. Uh, we all know, like, yeah, when Danico says you got to get through this, uh, the other thing that makes that make sense is that, you know, the injuries. Injuries have really hurt. We don't have Nico uh, back yet. Um, when so, is he yeah, coming back? I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I was really kind of surprised that he was going to be this much longer than Jack. I figured yeah. Jack was going to be out uh, longer than him, but it didn't work out that way. So we'll see. I, I really have not heard uh, a strong expectation. In fact, when Fitzgerald gave that uh, update on Nico and Jack, uh, I guess when Jack was out for a few days, it, he made it sound like Nico's now cleared. It's, it's up to him when he feels good. So that sounded like, okay, great. He's just really skating again and, now, is what do they mean by cleared? Like that, this is kind of long, like where it's up to him and he's cleared. Uh, maybe that wasn't the actual facts of, the, of what's going on, or you know. But those were his words, and I was kind of surprised to hear that. And because uh, yeah, by now he should have been back in. It's definitely hurting the team. Um, I do wonder if uh, if he maybe was you know being more vocal than I even gave him credit for. Uh, in the locker rooms and, you know, helping the team focus more. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Or just um, his hard work out there. I mean, that's the one yeah. thing about Nico Heischer that you get every single shift. The guy's working his ass off, um, you know, and that's something this team's not doing right now. So just his leading by example can do wonders. Uh, and Timo, I mean, that's a big loss right now. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to see that Toffoli, Timo Meyer, and Jack Hughes line together again. I mean, they were lighting it up. Um, they have to get back to that. Uh, you know, the injuries are definitely a huge reason of why this team is this way, but I, it's the lack of compete that's really bothering yeah, me. And just the huge mistakes from big name guys. Uh, when you say lack of compete too, like I, I want to say like a hundred percent lack of compete, but boy, man, you're, you're a big name who can score and you really seem like you pile them on in games where we're winning, but Jasper Brad again, you know, you can Disappearing have. Act. Yeah, I mean, he could have been huge tonight. Um, it was another chance, you know, there. And then, you know, like Hamilton, look, I never thought he was going to be my rock solid D man who never ever takes chances, right? He's Hamilton. 
yeah. and he scores some beauties and stuff. But the lack of a, uh, the lack of, I mean, Hughes, uh, Luke Hughes did not look uh, solid at all. He he caused some problems, and everybody is looking worse because they're not covering each other, right? right? Especially with these kind of fo- you know forward minded defensemen we have. We need we need that communication. We need people to cover each other, and we don't have that at all. So defensively, I mean, that's the big glaring mistake there is this there is no system where you know okay defenseman pinches in i gotta be here you just don't see that from the forwards and Mm -hmm. and it's not you know all the forwards even the defensemen are not communicating to each other Uh, we covered that earlier and it's very obvious i mean it's just some basic glaring mistakes um another where are you is marino we need that really solid play that you were known for and uh i don't see those you know, super intelligent passes and, you know, uh, great positioning that he was capable of. So their, their, their breakouts aren't there. There's no. crisp passings, not there. It, there's It's a mess. I mean, it really is a mess right now. And this is not going to be a just flip the switch and they're going to go on a six game winning streak and light it up every night. That's not going to happen. You can tell that right now, this is going to be a slow process. Um, you know, they might get there. Maybe, you know, in the next few weeks, three, four weeks, but that might be too late Um, because, you know, yeah, you can't. It's an old cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. You can't win the Stanley Cup in November, but you could fucking lose it. And they might have lost it. You know, I haven't sat and done the math with this. What kind of winning clip they need to But last time we were talking about it, boy, uh, for what we're guessing, you're going to need to make the playoffs. They may need to be on a really strong tear of winning three out of four the rest of the season. When you look at that schedule. Looking at this team now, I don't see them winning three out of four. No, and it's and that's like you know maybe a little sky is falling because it's only uh, late November, but I don't think so. I think we're going to be fighting tooth and nail to get in the playoffs. Best case scenario, worst case scenario, we are we become long shots uh, in another month or two, which is and then you know mathematically eliminated. Uh, you know, not much after that. So maybe. Looking at February, March, knowing that shit, we probably ain't gonna make the playoffs. Or yeah. if we're lucky, February, March, going, we have a chance. There is a path, and which can be a lot of fun. Which yes, could be a lot of fun, especially if they get their shit together yeah. and they they make it in there, running all cylinders. Who would care about this this rough no patch? We won't care. It, it'll be you know. So we're not gonna throw the whole season in the garbage, but. Don't you feel it coming closer? I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's and, beyond and with the, the slow start at this point. With the next week coming up, like if you lose to Buffalo and then you lose to the Islanders, you lose to the the, the, the Flyers. Like those are your next three. You lose those three, I, I don't know if you can recover. I mean, you have got to start getting getting some points. But can I reckless, recklessly speculate for one second? I wish you would. Right. So we have the you know I I I say. Yeah, maybe it's time to cut the cord with Lindy Ruff. And then there's also the the thought in my head that's like, well, then what? You know, <laughs> then you don't have a coach. Like, who are well, you going to replace him with? That's true. Can I run a name by you? Somebody mm-hmm. who I think this team desperately needs, and they don't even know that they need it. They don't know that they need this guy. Now, this guy probably has zero interest in coaching full-time ever again. He's almost 80 years old. So oh he would definitely be the oldest coach. You found somebody in older than Lindy. I did. That's, that's your plan. Okay. He I'm is now a special instructor, whatever that is, for the New York Islanders. He is the man that brought this team out of the doldrums and into the bright, shining sun. Sure. Jacques Lemaire. That would be a, a bold choice. That's a bold move, Cotton. Uh, let's see if it pays off. No, I, I you know what? Um, I feel like this is the presidential election where you have to choose between our 80 year old coach choices. That's well, actually, headed. Lindy is 65, <laughs> he just looks 85. That's he's, the other he's thing. coaching like he's 80. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, um, he's coaching like it. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, and, it's a and great question. Like, if you're Jacques Lemaire, like, would he? That's a great question, but also, like, he was coaching a different. T- you know, in a different era with the style of coaching he had, but you know, he also came from an era that's much more like the era we're in now. Exactly, like he was. You know, that was as a player. Now, so who it, better it, it, to straighten this fucking team out defensively, but allow our offense to really 
flourish is Jacques Lemaire. Do you um, think he can relate to this younger generational team? Like he was a hard ass, like you said. Uh, him and Lamarillo were like famously like hard on those guys, right? They would like lock them down in their hotel rooms yeah. and, you know, they would they, they would totally give them shit if they didn't have a good performance and it really paid off. Do you think like these players want that, could handle that? Is it a different time for... I think uh, it is a different time. I do. I think that he would have to, his coaching style would have to change a lot to kind of, you know, meet today in, in, in today's NHL. And maybe not necessarily, okay, Jacques Lemaire, but a, a coach like him, a defensive-minded guy. I love can, that thought. I love that thought. I mean, to be honest with you, I love what Peter Lavillette has done with the Rangers. I know. If we had him on the block, I would, you know, definitely want a coach like that. He might be doing what today what Jacques Lemaire did for you then. Uh, it, it might be a little risky, but I, I love the sentiment going for, you know, Lemaire himself at this stage. It might be a, a risky proposition but i think it would be a coach you want i'm with you 100 percent. we need that um we need that responsibility yeah these guys are not cutting it and i mean i don't want to say that lindy's lost the locker room and if he hasn't it's going to happen soon because after a while you can pump these guys with you know only so much before they're like yeah okay and what about these results that you're saying we're supposed to see we're not seeing them they're going to turn um, on each other a little bit. They're going to be, you know, um, the, the guys who really want to win uh, are going to, you know, I hate to say it, but how much of this would you put up with in your career? How long if you're Jack Hughes? Well, you know? I, I mean, I, I, I'm just saying, you know, like I don't think he's going to want to trade tomorrow, but, you know. Well, I think that, you know, Jack wants to be, Jack Hughes is that dude that he wants to be the answer. He's not going to be the problem. Um, so. Sure. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. Let's think... say they don't make the playoffs this year, uh, because oh, it be looks crushing. like that's very possible. Crushing. If you're Jack Hughes going, I'm wasting my time on a team that's not making the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that's and... not acceptable. This was supposed to be a playoff team. Um, I think he had every reason to think it should be, and he has you know him and a few others. But let's face it, he's our superstar. They might really have to reevaluate what this team their relationship with this team could be if they want to be great players. And if this goes on longer too, like Tom Fitzgerald has to stop and say, wait a second, my fucking job is going to be on the line. If I don't do something, you know, quick here, if I don't turn this thing around, because I'm sorry, you went out, you had carte blanche, you put together what we all thought was a really great team. I had said, I think you had said, like, I wasn't a fan of bringing Lindy back. I thought that they should have hired Andrew Burnett. That was where I was going after the end of the season. I wanted to see Andrew Burnett as, you know, behind the bench. Um, I don't know. You know, Nashville's not doing so good. Maybe you can pry him out of there. But I'm just saying, uh, you know, Tom Fitzgerald chose to bring him back, and now you are dealing with this shit show. Now, the only thing that might give him some cover is the injuries because, look. Oh, yeah. It's a legit factor. If the the injuries don't happen, if Jack doesn't get injured and Nico and Timo and all those guys don't get injured, this team is not, you know, sub 500. It's just not going to happen. I just don't believe it. No way. But the problem comes down to, you know, how deep are you? Because it doesn't look like we're very deep. And, you know, I love Michael McLeod, but Michael McLeod is not playing in his normal position. At least he's at, in the bottom six now, but we still have him up on the third line. Right. Uh, he should be the fourth line. Um, and then you like this stupid shit. Like I keep on going back to Brendan Smith. Like I don't understand how you just got shut out. You scored one goal tonight. So in the last two games, you scored one goal. What do we put up against the Rangers? Two? Yes. Okay, so we have scored three goals in the last three games. Yep. And you're worried about, like, Brendan Smith as a forward. Like, to me, I'd be like, okay, look, you know, we have to get, even if that fourth line doesn't get a ton of ice time, they're only going to get maybe eight, nine minutes. I need somebody with some power out there. I need somebody that, like, I, I think Max Woman has shown that he has a lot of compete. He busts his ass when he's out there, doesn't get a lot of ice time, but I liked what I've seen. Why was Max Woman scratched tonight in favor of I, Brendan I don't Smith? Get it. Um, I, I know he had a really great first game, and Wilman did not like you know shine after that first game. But he was not a, a glaring mistake either. 
he did a passable job. Yeah. And uh, let's put somebody who's really done few passable performances this year in his place. Oh, yeah, by the way, out of his natural position. So I, I don't get that move. I really don't. I don't know if there's more logic to it that I'm just not getting. You know, I always try to, like, take one step back from losing my mind with Lindy because he's kind of always made these moves along the way. When things aren't going right, he really looks responsible for them. And then, you know, they turn it around. Right. Not happening this year so far, uh, but we'll see. I I don't know. Um, If he starts getting out of this team what he wanted and it comes together in a way that I just wasn't seeing, I will definitely say, oh, yeah, it's another time that Lindy saw part of the picture that I didn't. All right. But right now, I think a lot of Devils fans feel the same way, which is like, I don't know what Lindy's seeing out there, but it's clearly not clicking whatever his vision is. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say if he has the right vision at all. You want to hear something else that's kind of crazy? What's that? Tomorrow night at 7 p.m., Devils will go and play the Buffalo Sabres. Well, actually, Buffalo will come and play here. We're favored. In that game, yeah. we're minus well, one and a half goals. So we are favored to win by two goals in that game. How is this team is still getting uh, favored? A little, a little slow on the uptake when it comes to the Devils. Uh, maybe it's one of the things of not getting as much media attention. Uh, but I think word's starting to get out. The Devils have not had a year that anyone expected. No, and pretty soon, no, but those, those lines are going to change. I don't know. Uh, that's pretty well, good. You might want to take that. If you like, if you if you don't think that tomorrow is going to be the night that the Devils are going to turn it around, you can get Buffalo at plus one and a half. And all that's you have to deal. do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook. So download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get one hundred and fifty bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey. Oh. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours, except if you play for the Devils. Right. There's no crown for you. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance or seven days, whichever comes first. CDKNJ.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what else it is, Chris? What is it's it, also, Dan? It's Black Friday. Sure it's finally is. here. Uh, you know, the good people at Raycon have given us Black Friday all month long. So hopefully a lot of people avoided the crowds. But I know a lot of you didn't take advantage of that you put this off and then you realize oh no i have to get going it's black friday you went to the store and you were probably so disappointed nothing but crowds lines you probably cried a little bit in your car and didn't even get out you just went home uh you couldn't do it and i don't blame you so screw that instead of going to the store to buy overpriced crap you're gonna go and log on to raycon.com and you're gonna uh, check out some of the amazing products that Raycon offers. First of all, the product they're best known for, the everyday earbuds. They'll work every single day. 32-hour uh, battery life, uh, perfect in-ear fit, and uh, they have such lasting comfort. You're never going to want to wear another set of these earbuds or any earbuds but these earbuds. Uh, that's not all. You can charge all your devices, which is so important this time of year. You have all these things you got to charge. Uh, with their Magic 180 cable. It allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. And you need clean water, right? Um, You do. Don't eat yellow snow. Well, don't drink dirty water. Uh, The Frosted Filter Ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is actually clean. They're known for delivering High-quality, thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. Right now, you can go to 
buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Thank you, Raycon. Thanks, Raycon. We love you. You guys are the best. Give it up for Raycon. They never let you down. They most Unlike certainly these don't. They never We're, let you down. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow is, and we say this after every game, it seems like it's, you know, each game is becoming a bigger and bigger game for them. Um, you know, you're going to be at home. I don't know if Nico Heischer is going to be back. I don't know what's going to happen there, but they need to, you know, they have to, they don't win tomorrow. They don't get a point out of tomorrow. It, it's it really, I think, is panic time. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, even if they win tomorrow, that is, you know, Far too few wins. You're not out of the woods. Oh, we no. see some consistency. And it's really, really hard to think we're going to string a bunch of wins together and start showing some consistency. But, you know, this is why we have to play the games. Because right now we're looking at the past, and um, it has not been a good recent past. But let's face it, as players come back, this team still has a lot of talent and a lot of time to get stuff together. So all is not lost, but... You know, you, you got a right to not be too thankful for your New Jersey Devils so far this year. Um, the, they were definitely promising, haven't delivered yet, but we still have time. Yeah, I do think that Tom Fitzgerald is going to pull the trigger on a defensive trade. I really do. Um, well, do you think we're going to get that, um, what's his name, Sadrov or Zadorov? I think that... That's the um, one that's been floated the most, I think, in the recent rumors I read. What what did you think? There were two guys from Calgary that um, were being talked about. Yeah. And both of them about coming to New Jersey. Nikita Zadorov was the first one. And the second one was who, where is he? Chris Tanev. Um, So Chris Tanev is, he's a big boy too. And he'll drop the gloves. He's physical. He's 33 years old. um, So he's a little bit up there. But that's fine. He's um, six foot two, two hundred pounds, right-handed shooting defenseman. I uh, don't know what his contract is like right now, but there was talk he wants out of um, of Calgary. And why? Wait, why is he? Why do they have him up on Vancouver? I thought he played for. Cal- oh, he is on Calgary now. Okay, so that was an old picture. Um, yeah, so there's some talk about either one of them. I like Tanev because he's very physical. And I think that's what the Devils need. I, I what I read about them, and again, we don't. I don't get to watch a lot of Calgary. They were um, likening him to Jacob Truba. Hmm. So, and I think that that's an element uh, that's sorely lacking on this team. Sure. So maybe you got to pull the trigger and and get somebody like that in here. I don't think you need to do too much. I wouldn't do like a whole lot if I was Tom Fitzgerald. I wouldn't go out and try and make trades for two or three guys. I wouldn't want to upset the apple cart that much. But one solid defenseman, um, you know, I thought, again, Colin Miller, I thought played really well tonight. Um, right. He's not our problem. No. Uh, tonight, our, our problem was Siegenthaler and Hamilton. Yes. Which is crazy. That's our first defensive pairing. Like, these yeah, guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, some of the chances, too, they got were just really kind of lackluster. Um, they didn't. They did not really get dangerous until the third period. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they. But still, there was a like you said, a lot of stuff on the outside, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Uh, you know that the guys weren't getting in front of the net. I thought the the Brat Heisher line. I mean the Brat Hughes line, and um, who were they playing with? Toffoli. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought Jack was doing everything Jack could do. I mean, he's just such a dynamic player, but he cannot be the only one. I mean, he can't be the only dude. And, right. and Jesper Bratt's got to step up. It is not the time for his disappearing bullshit. Um, but right now, I think I will feel a lot better about this team once Nico Heischer and Timo Meyer come back. Sure. I mean, that's the biggest thing right now. They got to get back in the lineup. I mean, and hopefully it, it comes soon. It would be fantastic to get him back sooner than later, no doubt. And hopefully it's not too serious on Curtis Lazar. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I liked him last year. I think he has you know, really developed to have an even more important role this year, especially as they're going through a rough patch. He's been one of the more consistent guys who you know, does what this team needs to do a little bit more, uh, which is you know, play with that grit. And so if he's out, it's a huge step backwards, huge. I mean, I have to say it, it's, it would be 
worse having him out of the lineup right now than Dawson Mercer. I agree. Uh, and, you know, I know they're different kinds of players, so it's not an exactly fair comparison. But um, he adds something to this team that, you know, I, I might have thought Mercer would have something similar, that fire, that spark, that, uh, you know, uh, maybe in a, in a different way. But I don't see it from him this year. Lazar has has had it. And, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a big problem if he's out for a length of time. Like the crazy thing about Dawson Mercer too is like, dude, you're coming up on a contract year. This is right. not the year that you should decide to take off. Like you, you're, if you would have got your contract done last summer, he stood to make so much more money than he stands to make right now. Well, the way he's playing, like in that frustrated uh, uh, vibe, I get off of him. Yeah, that rushed, hurried. It's it's not like a total lack of effort. It's just like I forgot what works for me, and now he's like clutching really tight, and it's not working out. So. I'm sure he wants to have the performance that would help him financially. Sure. <laughs> you know, in the contract year. But um, it's just not coming easy for him this year. And I, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, did he, uh, you know, did he have a little bit more of a new to the game kind of mentality that didn't let him feel the pressure and now he's feeling the pressure more this year? Is it just that he was feeding off the good vibes of, of the older uh, teammates that were playing well and, and now they're not. So he's not, you know, feeling that. I don't know. It's so hard. You start wondering with these players that, you know, are capable of so much more that have shown you more, what is actually going on with them? And uh, it, it is, it is interesting. I mean, I'm sure they hate to be dissected like this. Not that they're necessarily caring what everybody thinks, but uh, I'm sure they got to feel it on some level. And um, you know, there are sports psychologists for a reason, right? <laughs> this is true. It fucks with yeah. your head. It well, does. It's it's really kind of an interesting thing. That's the sports psychology is a very interesting thing. It's amazing how streaky and how much those intangibles like confidence are so huge, right? Yeah. I mean, at this level, they all really have the skills. It's just a matter of can you implement it, and a lot of that is totally in between the ears. It's in your head. Yeah. It's the confidence. It's the morale. It's the culture. And Devils just don't have it right now. So, I and again, that's what makes this stretch so frustrating. If we had a team that was not built like this team, and was like, okay, you know, we'll see what they can do, and you know, they're just not a good team. They don't have a lot of good players, and it's just a Jack right. Hughes show. Like this is not this team. Right. This team is loaded. Or at least we thought it was. And uh, 2017, 2018. Yeah, this isn't those years. Oh. Well, let me ask you a question. Right now, at this moment in time, if Calgary called up, called you up, you're the GM of the Devils, and they mm. say, all right, we'll give you one of these two defensemen you want. We want Dawson Mercer. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. it. And it's it would be a painful decision to make. I'd really want to know that's the only way uh, to you know salvage the season. For this conversation, that's the only way you're going to get one of those two guys is if you move Dawson Mercer to Calgary. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is I got to ask myself. Oh, is that the right move, move? Is this move really going to salvage the season? And there's a good reason to think it would, but um, it, it's such a risk because, like I said, I think Dawson Mercer has all the skills he needs to be not only as good as he was last year, but better. And it's just not happening this year. And it's so obviously psychological. It's so obviously part of the whole problem here. Uh, I think I'd have a harder time uh, letting Dawson Mercer go than, than Lindy Ruff. You know what I mean? But that's not the question you asked. And no. I get it. If, if, if I'm Fitzgerald, it's beginning to become you got to save the season any way you can. You cannot let them go down, you know, not making the playoffs with this team you have here. And if the move is a defenseman, you got to do it. Um, I mean, obviously, there's some guardrails, things that as much as you got to do it, you're not going to do. Is Dawson Mercer on the other side of that guardrail? I don't think so. I think I might have to let him go. And it's not an easy decision. That's, no. that's why you see me waffling so far back and forth on it. But uh, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I mean, I asked a question, and I don't know if I'm – I mean, I think I would do it too at this moment right now. Um, only because of just what we've, you know, asked me in a week, maybe not, but right now at this moment, yeah, uh, I would do it. Now, 
I will defend Brendan Smith on one thing. Um, I did listen to his post game interview with uh, the reporters and okay. So Brendan Smith came across, this is really the first time that I really actually listened to him. He's a leader in that locker room. Um, and you know, he's a hell of a guy too. Like, yes. I remember reading some stuff on him and listening to interviews with him. He's a wonderful person. So that's why it's, it does aggravate me to ever talk shit about his game. But you think he really is, um, one of the forces for good in that locker room? Is that I do. the impression you get? I do think he's a force for good in that locker room. Um, I mean, but you said it yourself. Saying it is good, but you got to lead by doing. Do you think he's been leading by his actions on the ice? No. No, I think Brendan Smith does, tries to do a little bit too much on defense. Brendan Smith should never fucking be a forward on this team, first of all. Let's start there. So, But as far as his defensive play, like if you went and got a guy like Chris Tannen, and you put him with, let's say, Colin Miller, and then you use, you know, Hughes and Marino and Siegenthal or Hamilton or break them up or whatever. Then I think Brennan Smith can still be a force for good in that locker room and you use him sparingly as your seventh defenseman. That's where I think he belongs. Um, I will never sit here and say the guy should be in every game. He should not be suiting up for 82 games for us right now. He's just a liability right now. But I like what he brings as far as his vocal uh, leadership in that locker room. But, no, it doesn't translate to his play on the ice. So, you know, in the end, that's where, you you know, that's where your bread is buttered. You have to do it out on the ice. And too many times this year he's been just a defenseman in the wrong position or taking a stupid penalty or, you know, there's some good that we see in his game. You yeah, know, we he, see him throwing hits once in a while. His penalty kill's good. Pretty good, yeah. And that's the other thing with our like our penalty kill. Like, how are we only have one shorthanded goal this year? You know, with the with all the guys that we have on, and and like, it's just so. Well, I, I, it's I feel like they're they're they've used a word I think in their discussions between the practice yesterday where they said we were maybe was I think the word they used in the media was arrogant, right, from last year. And I do think like five on five, they've got themselves a little too pumped up in their minds. Like, you know, they haven't been playing that way. But I think when they're on the penalty kill, um, they seem a little bit more urgent. And that's why it's not been as bad as their five on five play lately. I don't know. That's just what I was thinking about watching them. Like they're actually the penalty killing is maybe the only thing that's been looking a little bit better. If that's crazy to say. No, it has. I mean, they killed off the double minor, and they they didn't mm-hmm. let any power play goals in today. Uh, they, you know, they, they it is getting better, but again, like just this, the lackluster effort from some of these guys is just inexcusable. It really is. I don't know if, if arrogance was the issue. Well, if you're not humbled now, right. then you're never going to be fucking humbled. Like, yeah, just pointing at each other, and like, so they're not personally humble as a team because they just feel like it's somebody else. It's not me. I don't know. It's like I said, the sports psychology is an interesting facet. You, you can't help but wonder when the team's not playing well. Oh, well, you think they're going to pull out of this thing tomorrow against Buffalo? Not feeling it. I'm going to be honest. I, I feel very low. I try not to, uh, you know, pile on with the negativity because, you know, you're, you're kind of a sappy fan at some point, you know, Which, whichever way the wind blows, it's yay or, you know, the world is – the sky is falling. It's one or the other. Uh, but let's be honest, man. They are a sub-500 team now. You know, they got eight wins, nine losses. And um, they don't look like a playoff team. I think that's fair to say right now, today, they don't look like a playoff team. So um, I don't know what to expect from them. I think that when we get healthier, we have reason to expect more. And I don't think we're going to be healthier tomorrow. So I think uh, it's going to hinge on a couple things. I think if Lazar is out, it's going to really hurt. And I think that this talk uh, of them, I think the phrase you used was coming to Jesus, that obviously didn't produce anything. Now we get to see if they're going to, you know, maybe be a little embarrassed by that and, and show some inner heart or not, you know. And so that's another big factor, how they're going to do with that. And, you know, they're almost due for like a bad goaltending outing, which would be because they've had some good ones that they just squandered. And that would just be the worst timing for one. I agree. Uh, but, you know, if, they, you know, you can't expect 
you know, six out of six or seven out of seven really great goaltending efforts, you know, uh, that's kind of like not usually what you get. You get one subpar in there somewhere. So I feel like all the stars are lining against them. I, I would definitely take that bet if I was looking to make money on it. That Devils are giving up two, you said. Um, that's that's not uh, that's not how I see it at all. I'm, af- I'm afraid they're not going to come out of this with a win. How about you? Well, I mean, I did like at least a little bit more of the compete in the third period. They did control the play most of the period against this team. But I also want to put out there that we're not playing a good team. This Columbus Blue Jacket team is a mess. They're not good. No, Um, You're playing a team that's, you know, I, I do think that tomorrow's game will be a little bit more wide open. And I think that will help the Devils. Um, That second period tonight was like, the, today was like the worst hockey I've seen all season. It was bad hockey. Yeah, it was. It just wasn't good. You know, it, but it, look, you know, we've we've been following hockey, especially this team, for the last 25 years. Right. It starts with one win. you got to play a good game. Now, I thought they had it last week when they beat Pittsburgh and they played a really solid 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then you went into the Rangers, played a really solid, you know, 45 minutes before everything fell apart and then everything just got worse from there. Um, So yeah, if it's an arrogance thing, then you guys need to look in the mirror and understand that you haven't done shit. You all think you're hot shit on a silver platter, but you're nothing but a coal fart on a paper plate. My buddy's mom used to say that when we were kids. So the devils right now are a cold fart on a paper plate. Was your buddy Forrest Gump? Sounds like something his, his mother. It does sound a little bit like a Forrest Gumpism, but it's not. It's not. This was uh, said to me way before Forrest Gump came out. But yeah, I mean, they got to right now they they have to seriously take accountability for how they're playing, what they're doing. Certain dudes have got like Dougie Hamilton. I do not expect to play this bad tomorrow night. I don't expect Segan Dollar to play this bad tomorrow night. Um, Unfortunately, you know, the one thing we were saying for the court, you know, last couple of weeks is, you know, it's a team defense problem. It's not a goal scoring problem. We're going to get our goals. Well, until we don't. And then that right. dries up. And now That's our defensemen are. I, I just look at this lack of scoring. I'm like, now this too? We this need is going this? to, right. Yeah. Ugh. Exactly. We're not losing five, four games. You know, we're getting shut out, which is something this team does not do. Um, and scoring one goal against Columbus. Uh, you know, another team that's complete disarray. It's a fucking mess over there, and we couldn't beat them. Uh, you got tough games. You got two divisional games coming up next week. Um, and then you got the Sharks. And, and to be honest with you, I'm really looking right now, the Sharks are matching up better against the Devils than the Islanders and the Flyers do. Which is crazy. Uh, you know, they're having, like, you know, a colossally His- bad season. Historically bad. And, um, I think they're going to give the devils fits and they're looking at this is a bright spot in their, in their uh, calendar as a, a real chance to turn things around for them. You think Mackenzie Blackwood <laughs> isn't chomping at the bit to go oh, up against yeah. the devils. I'm sure he wants to turn in, you know, his best possible performance there. Uh, yeah, sure. But you know, it, it's, it's got, a, I think tomorrow night's going to be a, a, a handful too. I, 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 I don't feel confident about it at all. Um, you know, I, I, I do hope that Nico Heischer and Timo Meyer and Curtis Lazar can get back on the ice soon. Um, but at this rate, I feel like we're we're going to lose like two more players tomorrow. You know, it's it's really that kind of season. Yeah. Vanacek goes out or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Brat and, and Jack again or something, you know, and then just put a fork in us. Well, we know it'd be like the, the like darkly funny. Like it's not funny. It'd be a nightmare. Uh, Nico comes back. And is out again with another Clifton. Oh God! Well, can you imagine that? The problem I, I can, can because oh. I can imagine that because the problem with these head injuries and with concussions yeah. is that they it, this the could very well come back with you know, yeah this could be an in 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 and out of the lineup thing all season long when it comes mm-hmm. to Nico Heischer if he's not no so I'm okay with him taking the extra time making sure he's healthy enough to come back and play at a, a elite level. But, uh, yeah, I mean, is this now going to be a recurring problem with all the hits he took and all this other stuff? I, you know, I thought that when we want to play physical, I feel like we can. Uh, we're never. Absolutely. I don't think they're, like, so massively undersized uh, or soft in some way that they can't. It has just not been a focus of doing it for this team 
and it befuddles me. And this is what I'm most upset with Lindy is like, we don't have the kind of um, toughness that we, we saw in the playoffs. Yeah. And you know, I get it. It's not playoff hockey, but you're losing your chance at making it in the playoffs. Are you going to get tough about that or not? You know, like, Now's the time to, to use that uh, as part of your game or you're never going to even have a shot at the playoffs. And and you're right. And also, when you miss, you lose a lot of your stars, you, you lose upper echelon players like the Devils have all season long so far, it is the coach's responsibility that even if you have to change the way you play games, find different ways to win and you coach that. Okay, look, we're not going to be a north-south team right now. We don't have Jack Hughes. We don't have Nico Heischer. I mean, I know Jack's back, but we're talking about the five or six games that he missed. We don't have those guys. So we're going to shore things up a little bit more defensively. We're going to play a, you know, a, a one, three, two style, something of that nature. Um, you know, even though that's six people, a uh, one, three, one, I meant, um, yeah, you know, uh, uh, an extra man on the ice at all well, times, then we might be okay. <laughs> uh, but, and also like the dumb line, like, you know, we, how many fucking bench miners have we taken? You know? Yeah, know. Well, why are we taking bench miners? Because it's really hard to get line changes when you have fucking, you know, seven forward or whatever we were playing with. Right. What was it? It's uh, mass confusion. Out 11 there. and seven. Like you, you can't, yeah. it, it is, it's mass confusion. And it, you know, Lindy Ruff has got to get a handle on this fucking locker room. The assistant coaches have to get a handle on this locker room. Got to start making people fucking accountable. Um, d- you know, Dougie Hamilton and uh, Siegenthaler cannot play the way they played tonight, period. Um, and, you know, we'll see how tomorrow goes. That's all we can do. Yes, that's true. You know? So, sorry that we were so negative, uh, Puckers. We apologize, but this team has not given us much to be happy about over the course of the last week. Yeah. Well, you know what? There is still plenty of time, so we'll see. Uh, Or let's just say a lot of time. Plenty seems like a little bit of an overstatement. But there's a a lot of time left in the season for them to to change things. So, uh, you know, there's reason to be hopeful and not give up the ship, uh, you know. I would love to see this team be what it can be, uh, even if it's a, a struggle to make it into the playoffs. As it, use this as a growth experience. That's not in the realm of possibility. This team really gels and comes out way stronger than in, if they had played, you know, uh, winning, you know, uh, three out of five, a decent clip, you know, looking okay but not great, and they just cruise that way through the whole year, have a playoff spot ahead of them, but never really. Uh, played well. So it, it's more important that they get in shape for the playoffs, that they turn it around to to be in the hunt for the playoffs. And it, it will give us some exciting hockey to look forward to if that's the case. Yeah, I agree. And you look at the way last season goes, and we'll, we'll leave it at this, right? You look at the way last season went. They didn't have a ton of adversity all season. They didn't right. have injuries. They were winning at a ridiculous clip most of the season led to historic numbers, uh, wins and points and all the other bullshit that in the end doesn't fucking matter at all. Um, and they didn't have to really go through any of that. Well, they're going through it now. Um, this could be the thing, like you just said, that could be, okay, now we got to really like, once you know who you are, and how you have to play and everybody has their job to do and they do it and it's clear what their job is and everything. And you come out of this and you're better for it. This could be a team. Yes. They, all the pieces are there. They can make a run. They could get to the playoffs. They could do some damage, but man, if things don't start turning around and I think you can take some positive. Yeah. And I think you could take some positives from tonight. I don't think tonight can be all gloom and doom. Mm-hmm. There is some silver linings and you, you know, you got a lot of shots. You controlled the whole play in the third period. Um, they didn't, they didn't dominate play at all. They capitalized on two mistakes. Um, you know, and that's really all that was the whole game. So there is some good things that you can look at. I would and say, say it was a better performance against an opponent than it was in the Detroit game. Yes, it was complete. Really it was a lot it's a better. worse opponent, but it still was a better performance than the very lackluster shutout uh, against Detroit. So, yeah, maybe that is a good sign is that it was not the win we needed, but it was a, a slightly better loss. 
And I do think if they go out tomorrow flat and they get down two, three goals uh, in this game and sometime, you know, maybe halfway through, they're down two, maybe three, I will predict that you will start hearing fire Lindy chants at that point in that stadium tomorrow night. It could happen. It's not impossible. I, I can see a world in which that might happen. Or at the very least, the, the Boo Birds might be. Oh, out. the Boo Birds will definitely be out. Yeah. And I do. I will say that I do think there is one main key to winning the game tomorrow, and that's they have got to score first, and they've got to score early. Like I'm saying, within five minutes of the first period, they have to be on the board. Uh, and I kind that of feel like would be a big go a long way. To- yeah, I think that would just be a huge relief. The guys are okay. You know what? We have the lead. Let's just keep it going and go from there. Right. Uh, they've beaten this team before. They can beat them again. We'll just, you know, see how it goes. And we will be back tomorrow after the Buffalo game. And hopefully we will be talking positive about, okay, they finally pulled it together. and They got a big win. Or we're going to be right back in this same position. Um, so, Dan, you won't be joining us tomorrow night because you're going to be doing more fun things. Yeah, we'll uh, see. We'll see. Yeah. And uh, but Tony, myself and Bobby, we will be here tomorrow after the game. So make sure to check us out then wherever you are listening to us. A uh, five star review, a positive comment and a like really goes a long way to help us promote this crappy little podcast about a crappy little team that we do about. And um, thank you for our listeners. We do appreciate you guys. And, um, you know, for Dan, I'm Chris. We're the Uncle Puckers and we'll see you when we see you. Puckers out. Lindy, no! Lindy! (laughs) It's over, Johnny. It's over! Mr. Magoo.